Happy Mother's Day, my love. Thank you. We are here recording on Mother's Day. It's Sunday, early afternoon. Uh, one of my favorite holidays. Honestly, I have to say, Mother's Day is cool. It's It celebrates something that I think is very important to me. Can I guess what that is? Yeah, what? You putting your penis in me? Not just that, but not pulling it out at mm. the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Celebrates one of my favorite things. I mean, without that, this day wouldn't be possible. So, happy I didn't pull out day, babe. I love you. I love you, too. We're adulting. Uh, you're under the influence. All right, Miss Bottle of Prosecco before noon. Oh, yeah. Maybe we're both under the influence. I mean, I might not enjoy you eating my pussy, but that doesn't mean I don't need to do it. And I said I was okay with a finger. I never said a thumb and three fingers. There's a fucking difference. I'm not really into butt play. But if you want me to strap it on and peg you, I will. Nothing, and I mean nothing, kills the mood more than, oh God, the baby has a shitty diaper. It's over. And we are adulting. Under the influence. I'm Jean. And I'm Jason. Let's do this. Recording during the day again. Yeah. Second week in a row. Normally we do this in the evening. Yep. We're uh, having drinks. We're unwinding at the end of the day. But we're in the middle of the day recording another podcast because we were not here to do this last week. Nope. We got crazy. We were out and about till all hours. Yeah. Like, what's well, not all home? the hours. It was two when we went to bed. Was it two when we went to bed? I thought it was about two when we got home. I think it was two when we went to bed. Because I remember thinking in my inebriated state when you said you set the alarm for 7.30. I was like, oh, we have five and a half hours. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, because when I actually, when I set my alarm, when I, when I set the alarm, it said you have, you know, five hours and 33 minutes until mm. this goes off. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, and then you got up. Yeah, then I ended up getting up early because mm-hmm. the baby got up early, the toddler, but then went back to sleep. So Yeah, and it was great, and then I got to sleep for another hour. Yep, and I got to go down and have coffee with my dad who's visiting. Yeah. Drove up from Texas, so. Yeah, the biggest thing with the, you know, I knew he had the monitor. Yeah, and I texted him and let him know, hey, I'm getting up. I'm coming down. Uh, don't worry about the baby. I, I'll, I'm coming to handle it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he had actually come back down here, and the monitor was up in the kitchen, so he didn't even hear him yelling. <laughs> he was like, oh, he'd good. come back down here to do something. And then okay. by the time he got back up there, he had stopped yelling. Okay. And went back to sleep. Okay. So. Yeah, well, I did notice that he was quiet by the time you actually got down there. Uh, cheers, babe, here. Um, seriously, sincerely, happy Mother's Day. Uh, you're drinking Thank a Bellini you. this morning? Bellini. A little Prosecco and peach juice. Mm-hmm. And I am having a Troganator uh, double Bach beer. Good uh, 8.2% alcohol. Very malty, rich beer. I like this one. It's yeah. a departure from the bitter IPAs I typically drink. Mm-hmm. So, definitely enjoying that. We had a lovely brunch at a local Cajun place for Mother's Day. Good food. 
Mediocre Bloody Marys. Yeah, I was but, disappointed with the Bloody Marys. Yeah, me too. And, you know, and after the Jane in mm, yeah. uh, New York, I don't know that another Bloody Mary is going to compare for a while. Like, no, I would agree with that. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was the best Bloody Mary I think I've ever mm-hmm, had. Mm-hmm. And we've had good Bloody Marys. Restaurant 604 in Hawaii is really good. Mm-hmm. But I think the Jane was was by far superior. Yeah, and the one you made last week was really good, kind of based on it. Yeah, the horseradish is there's still something it's mm. missing. It doesn't have mm-hmm. quite the punch, the one that Jane did. Maybe I'm just not the horseradish I got wasn't good enough. Have we tried to make kimchi, um, Bloody Marys with the shitty kimchi that we have upstairs? Uh, I think I did once. I made yeah. one. You were having prosecco, so you didn't have one. I think you sampled mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, need to try that again. Need to revisit that because the kimchi Bloody Mary is really good. It is, yeah. It just needs like a little fried. Korean fried chicken wing to garnish it with. <laughs> I think that would be the... Also some decent kimchi probably probably would be good too. Definitely would be better. It's just so hard to find good kimchi. Yeah, at but, least over here. Which really surprises me. You know, we had trouble finding it in stores in Hawaii too though for yeah. a long time. You know, the, the Korean restaurant nearby mm. had amazing kimchi mm-hmm. made in-house of course. Uh, so good and then they stopped selling mm-hmm. extra kimchi because they were just so busy they needed it all for their restaurant and mm-hmm. I get it and I'm thrilled that they were that busy but um, if you're in the Kailua area of Hawaii ever and you want good Korean food go to Willow Tree Restaurant yep. in Aikahi Plaza because two miles from our house oh, so good yep so good um, best Korean food I've had mm-hmm. that's not Korean barbecue I yeah. do miss Korean barbecue though yeah, there's that place down like White Marsh area. Yeah, um, I, my new coworker was actually telling me there are several really good Korean bar. He loves Korean barbecue also. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, we're just gonna have to go down. Yeah, that way. He, he, he said, I can tell you which ones. He said, there's one that wasn't very good, but the other like two or three you tried, he said were amazing. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it's good to know somebody in Baltimore, like mm-hmm. in the city, that explores these things. Um, wish he had done some exploring at. One of the places we attempted to go to yeah. last night. Holy yeah. shit. Um, we had a babysitter. My dad's in town. So we got to go have an adult night out in the city. Yep. Went down to Baltimore. We uh, started off with a lovely cocktail. I had a cocktail. Gene had a glass of wine. Yep. Beautiful setting. The, mm-hmm. the uh, Sagamore Pendry Hotel. Their bar and restaurant is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, highly recommended. It's in... Uh, Fells Point area of Baltimore, right on the water. Yeah, it was really pretty. Really Beautiful nice. spot, the cobblestone streets. Mm. It was hard to walk. I was wearing those big heels, and also it was wet and rainy. It was. It sucked. It was cold. It was rainy. It's fucking May. We should be done with that shit. But yeah, my brother was telling me that it's like ninety degrees and ninety-five degrees in Florida right now, something like that. Well, like I told you yesterday, it was supposed to be hundred and six in uh, West Texas where I grew up, like that area. A friend of mine was going back to visit, and they're like, "Well, we picked a great fucking weekend to come back." What's the humidity like out there? Zero. Okay. There's almost no humidity in West Texas. Yeah, so like, because like ninety degrees in Florida is like a hundred percent humidity. It's you, miserable. Oh yeah, it's horrific. It's so miserable. That's the way East Texas is. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of humidity and super high temperatures like that, but. West Texas is a lot more dry climate, a lot more arid, and at night it cools off. I guess it's you don't have the humidity to hold that heat. Mm-hmm. So at night, even in the summertime, it would drop into the 70s and it just felt amazing out. But yeah, and, and like the lakes around, like there was a lake in, near Lubbock, Buffalo Springs Lake. It was spring fed and the way it cools off out there at night, 
that was the coldest, shittiest lake to swim in I've ever seen in my life. In Texas, especially. Like, mm. That lake was frigid yeah. year round. I don't do lakes. Alligators. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no alligators in West Texas, yeah. but uh, still. East Texas there are. <laughs> yeah, so, I know. I don't blame me there. I still like to ski and inner tube. Um, so I deal there's a place where you can go tubing down a river mm. here in Maryland mm. in the summer. But that water's cold. Yeah, but it's I bet it's chilly. It's a it's a big river. I think it, it may be like a branch of the Susquehanna, but it's at Brunswick Family Campgrounds off of near Frederick, mm-hmm. and beautiful camp area. And you go tubing down the river. That'd be great. Get a cooler of beer, tube down the river, do it redneck style. Yeah, that water's gonna be too cold for me to get into. Get you a canoe to follow along in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kayak. We have a kayak right here. What am I talking about? That is true. We, we do. We have our own and kayak. And a paddleboard. Here. And your paddleboard, yeah. Which we have options. Which is just as big as the kayak almost. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It weighs almost as much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, the Pendry was great. Sagamore Pendry Hotel. Highly recommend that if you're in Baltimore. Fells Point, which is a cool area with mm-hmm. an amazing history. Mm-hmm. I have a book that's the haunted ghost stories of uh, Fells Point, And Jean is rubbing her pussy right now. <laughs> it's meowing and headbutting the microphone. So yeah. If you hear that purring, it, it is purring. It's not in. <laughs> It's not a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Just want everybody to know. Want full transparency. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's happening. So we had heard of this place. Uh, I had heard of this place. Seen it on Google. Uh, strip club. Gentleman's club, if you will. In, yeah, in I still don't like that word. And I definitely would not have called that a gentleman's club. <laughs> no. Uh, it's called The Goddess. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say the name until we got the check. Like, when we were there, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun to talk about on the podcast, but I'm not going to bash the place, and I don't, I'm not going to say, oh, we're going to bash the place, so I'm not going to say the name. Yeah. And then I got the check, and my, my, immediately in my head was going, oh, I'm naming this place on the podcast. Yeah. Fuck these people. Anyway, go in, and Ten, it ten is, dollar cover. Yeah, ten dollar cover, bad. which is very reasonable. Parked across the street at the Marriott, so we knew we were probably going to get raped there a little bit. Yeah. Um, Raped financially, not actually raped. Yes. But that's why we parked at the Marriott, mm-hmm. because in that neighborhood, you might actually get raped. Mm-hmm. So we thought, you know, the Marriott parking garage will be a little bit safer place to park. And Although it is a Marriott across the street from a strip bar, strip club. Yeah, really shady strip club and a little neighborhood liquor store. But mm-hmm. it's Baltimore, so yeah. you're always two blocks from a shitty neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so we go across to the strip club, we go in. There's not really a stage. There's a bar with seating all the way around it. And then in the middle of the bar, next to the the beer coolers and ice coolers, is a little stage, (laughs) a little platform with a pole about six, seven feet tall, just right in the middle of this big horseshoe-shaped bar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually saw a girl almost kick... A bartender in the head. Oh yeah, like they have to really watch out. Yeah, if they're spinning and a bartender's going to grab a beer out of the cooler, uh, man, that yeah, there's going to be some bad shit. <laughs> I'm sure there's been, I'm yeah. sure there's been, you know, bloodshed behind there. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a so the place is first of all shady as shit. Yeah. I mean, I was I was looking at the girls like I know at least one of these chicks has a bullet wound. Like guarantee there's going to be a scar <laughs> for a bullet wound on at least one of them. So we sat down and we had to like wait a while for them to notice we existed. Yeah, these two chicks that were working the bar. Well, the manager was like, "Hey, have you waited on them yet?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we ordered two Crown and Cokes, and oddly, <laughs> yours was a Crown Apple and Coke, and mine was 
a crown and coke it was very strange yeah and we ordered him i was like i'll have a crown and coke Jean didn't say i'll have a crown and coke she said i'll have that too so it's not like there was a misunderstanding of like she thought i said a crown apple and coke and Mm -hmm. thought Jean said a crown and coke i said a crown and coke and she said i'll have the same yep we did not get the same no it was really weird (laughs) it was really bad too I don't like Crown Apple. I'm not a big fan of Crown Apple. It's okay. I it's like Crown straight, Apple. Straight. But mixed with Coke, that shit was wretched. It was weird, yeah. Was your second drink? It was correct. It was It was just mm-hmm. a straight... Okay. I didn't order a second. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we just had to stop at three and get the fuck out. Yeah. Asked for the check. They put the check down. $42. Yeah. For three Crown and Cokes, one of which wasn't even right. Yep. Yep. And they were... They were $12 a piece and then $6 of tax. Yeah. $6 tax added on. <laughs> fucking, fucking bullshit. Yeah. $36 tab for three drinks. That was. And you know what? $12 drinks, that's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, $12 drinks in that place was ridiculous. Yep. $6 tax on top of that was bullshit. Yep. And uh, so that's when, I, that's when I decided. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely naming this place then because this is a fucking ripoff. Mm hmm. Um, it yeah. had decent reviews. It did. And then I'm like, that just made me wonder, like, what's the caliber of people reviewing this place? Like, I wish they, sh- there should be reviews of the reviewers on yeah. Google. Like, you know, yeah. three stars, this motherfucker is hit or miss. One star, this guy doesn't know a good restaurant from a hole in the ground. You know, mm-hmm. there should be reviews of reviewers. And then I got to thinking about it, and it really does make sense because Taco Bell was voted the number one Mexican restaurant yeah, in America. And look at the last, like, I don't know, half a dozen presidents we've had elected. Yeah. The people are not the best, Yeah, you know, source to rely on. So I'm, I've really lost more faith in humanity. <laughs> that's what that's what made you lose more faith in humanity. Well, I mean, more faith. <laughs> it's it was pretty my faith was pretty low anyway, yeah. but that just um reaffirmed yeah. that. So then we were uh we're trying to figure out what we were going to do, right? Like we're in Baltimore. We never go out to Baltimore. Do we just go home? We're in a shitty neighborhood. It's fucking raining out. Um you know, what what should we look for another strip club? Should we try this other bar that's like you know, on the way home, should we just come back to, you know, Bel Air and go to the Irish pub here? What, you know, what should we do? And ultimately what we decided to do is look for another strip club. Well, we started driving. We, I think we drove towards like three different places and then, you know, Oh, by the way, it was $17 for us to park an hour in that Marriott lot. Yeah, it was. It was $17 to get out of that fucking place. Uh, Plus the 42 from Plus the, the tip you left. Yeah, I did leave a tip. I, I would have know. left th- I don't know. a dollar it's just a drink. Habit, man. I don't. I, don't I know, know, but I think for I think for bar drinks, it's like I think one or two dollars per drink is reasonable. Hmm. Which I mean, you did you? I'm assuming you left seven. You said you left seven dollars. Yeah, seven tip. So that's a little bit more than two dollars per drink. But then she yeah. fucked up yours. Yeah, I know. I, I tipped at the other place we went to. I tipped a dollar a drink when I was how expensive they were. I was like dollar a drink. Yeah. Um, I Sorry. Tipped, I tipped more than that at the Pendry, but well, yeah, it's a little different place. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I. And we, she waited. She like actually waited on us. Too. Yeah, yeah. She was. So that's we diff- were, that's we also were, different. Yeah, it was a lounge. We were sitting in some really comfortable chairs, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it wasn't like a. We were in the lounge, not the restaurant, and you know 
we weren't at the bar though so she actually came to yeah. our table so I think that that's yeah. a reasonable thing to do true um, so we took off driving after leaving the goddess at first towards Larry Flint's Hustler Club <laughs> yeah because there's a whole bunch of other places right around that area which is probably our clue yeah I mean there's there's that and then there's a bunch of other places nearby we're like we'll find something there and just it's in a really bad area and it's raining parking in that area sucks like we wouldn't be able to park close we'd had to walk down dark streets and yeah it was just not yeah it looks real shady in that area it did and then gene was doing some google searching while we were in the process of our drive and spotted another place that might be interesting but it was talking about how it was like a farm to table restaurant mm. and strip club yeah yeah that place does look interesting let's we'll check that out we will we definitely need to check that out uh, it was like 20 minutes away and yeah it was about 20 minutes away it's raining like we well, said we started and... to head that direction oh yeah i was definitely heading okay. that way yeah, we were and then that you way. looked at yeah. the reviews and then after reading some of the reviews we we're like oh i don't know that's all you know if it would have been a couple blocks away i would have said yeah let's check it out but the fact that it would have been a 20 minute drive the opposite direction that we mm. would have to go to get home yeah it was like no we're not doing this one tonight yeah. And that's when we settled. Well, we talked about going to a uh, like metal bar mm-hmm. that's near like Johns Hopkins University area. Yeah. But then we saw this neon sign as we were driving down the highway. And we're like, hey, why not check out the Penthouse Club? Mm-hmm. There's a parking lot right across the street. A very, very full parking lot. And at this point, it was... After 11. Was it after 11 at yeah. this point? Yeah, it was definitely after 11. Okay, yeah. So it was kind of late, getting later. And $10 to park. We actually managed to find a parking space. You did some creative parking within a space, but creative in the way that you were less likely to get hit. Yeah, the way it was kind of in a corner. I knew that somebody's leaving a strip club, middle of the night. They're not going to be paying attention. They would have definitely hit us. So. Yeah. Well, that car was still there when we left anyway. But yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was good that we parked get out you know they're like pay this dude for the parking twenty dollars to get in per person per person yeah a little steep but much better place yeah it was so packed though we couldn't find a place to like sit or be like there's a lot of like vip lounge area type not vip but like bottle service reserved which would be fun if we went another night earlier in the evening and and had other people with us, I think, you know. Yeah. So you and I aren't trying to pound a bottle in a night and then drive back from... Yeah. I'm not, you know, I can't. Yeah. I can't help devour a bottle and then drive back from Baltimore. That's no, just not going to happen. I know. Yeah, so... Um, but it was... Uh, so we eventually did find a place to sit. Yep, at the, at the, at stage. the stage. The main stage. Mm-hmm. Right up against the stage. Very surprising with all of um, Maryland's and Baltimore's alcohol rules that it was a full nude strip club with that served alcohol yeah a full bar and full nude it was wonderful mm-hmm. you know baltimore county you cannot sell alcohol on sundays at all uh, you have to get out like harford county is the closest yep. from like where we were staying when we first came to the area and they're like oh yeah you got to go to harford county like 10 miles up the road there's this place mm-hmm. midway liquors and you can get it there I was like, all right cool yep um no grocery store or convenience store or anything can sell alcohol. Not beer, yeah. not wine, nothing. You have to go to a liquor store. Yeah, it's really annoying. Yeah, it's very like old Southern blue law type things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like those shit I dealt you know, we dealt with in Texas when I was younger, 
But even now, I go to my dad, who's his dad, my dad's house. He lives in rural Texas, and I can go to the grocery store, yeah, and buy a six pack and a bottle of wine. And then Can't like, buy liquor, but right. And then in Hawaii and like in Louisiana, you can buy liquor in the, in you the liquor in grocery the, store in the gas yeah. station. Yeah, gas stations, grocery stores. I loved mm-hmm. that going to yeah, that you know nice. Safeway, and you know the liquor store was right next door, so yeah, didn't have to really go out of our way. But still, if you just want to go ahead and grab a bottle of something, mm-hmm. they didn't have a huge selection. But if you want a bottle of vodka or a bottle of Maker's Mark or something, it's right there in fucking Safeway. Grab mm-hmm. it while you're grabbing your groceries. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was handy. Not Maryland. No. But you can look at buttholes and order cocktails at the same time. Yeah. So it is a, dimly lit. It's hard to see the butthole. That one, there was one girl, like, I don't know, one of the spotlights like hit that she was like right in front of us. And I was like, Wow, that was the best I've seen a butthole in a long time. Like, <laughs> the most well-lit asshole I've seen in... I don't know. We do it with the lights on all the time. Yeah, but it's just the lamp, you know? And, like, sometimes <laughs> we're not always... Your butt is not always facing the lamp, so... No. But, like, one of the, like, lasers, like, kind of stopped for a second right on it, and I was like, yep, that is a well-illuminated beehole. Yeah, that's probably the closest my face has ever been to a lady's parts before. Yeah, and I was thinking about that. That one was, like, yeah. laying down in front of us with her, like, legs spread, and I was like... Have you ever had this view of a woman? And you're like, no. Yeah. No, I really haven't. Mm-hmm. Not like that. I mean, like, we've been to strip clubs where we see that, but... Um, that was close. That was that was close, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, that clear heel almost knocked my drink over. Yeah, and, yeah. And I was having just a... I was just having a Coke, because... They were they were drive. classy. It was a cool place, and like the upstairs and the v- like the real VIP. Like there there was a pole right above, and you could see the dancer dancing up there, and um, the people up there were throwing money down to the stage that that we were at, and um, the girls were pretty and diverse looking in terms of you know skin color and size. You know, not a lot of fake boobs. No, I think I only saw two. A little, sets of you know, boobs. there was there were some more realistically looking, like size looking women. Yeah, and there were and glasses. There were yeah, ladies yeah, wearing two, glasses. Two, I saw at least two strippers with glasses. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Two. I saw two on the stage, and then the other one you said was your favorite. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot she had glasses too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the and the like several of the girls had really small boobs. Well, I feel like that's a thing though. Well, yeah, but it's just not that common in strip clubs, especially in bigger cities. Like, yeah, like you go to Dallas, like ninety percent of the girls either have larger natural breasts or fake boobs. Like mm. most well, of them. And we did see what like we saw two women that did have fake boobs, and they neither of them were like stupidly big. No, they weren't um, overdone. And one of them ones was, were shaped weird though. One, what? Yeah, the second one or the first one? The first one. Uh, well, hers were like smaller. Yeah, but they, they had like. Yeah. They were, the other ones weird. look like they could have been a little bit more natural, but. I think that might have been the under the muscle versus over the muscle thing. I think mm. that first girl might have been over the muscle, mm. and she was like really skinny, so like they really looked like just these, fucking balloons sitting on her chest. Yeah, but the they skin. weren't big. No, they weren't big, but. And there was pubic hair. We saw oh, pubic yeah, hair. Oh yeah, we did see pubic hair too. It's interesting. Yeah. That one girl was like. She, I don't know if you noticed because you kind of like looked down to like get a one out, but she like winked at you. Um, there was <laughs> one of them, but she was right in front of us. She was on like backwards, like doing a crab walk almost with her legs spread like right at us and had like hardwood floor, freshly waxed. And like <laughs> her legs were spread right at you and she winked. But like I, I, was, I looked at you and you were like looking down trying to get a dollar bill out to put up on the stage. <laughs> and 
You didn't see her wink at Aww, you. It was funny. Bummer. Yeah. She was blonde, but she's still pretty. Oh, that that bl- blonde, the blonde yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, she was She was good. She was impre- She was actually impre- really impressive. Yeah. yeah. Her skills she was pretty, her. and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, she winked at you, though. Was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> with this eye, the one, one of these two up here, not winked with her stuff yeah, down there. Yeah, I got it. Um, you know, the other thing I find I found interesting too is the attention the the attention that I've received from guys at strip clubs. In that first place, you were like, oh, well, I was the first. I was the only like I was the most okay. Not to shoot my own horn, but I was definitely the most attractive woman that was one hundred in there. And the dancers hadn't come down yet, but I still. Maintain my statement. <laughs> oh yeah, even after the, the dancers came down, I was like, "Yeah, Jean would definitely make more money than any of these." I women. was wearing a dress that you know came up quite high, and had, there was a lot of cleavage. And, and that one dude was. Oh my god, he hard. was. He yeah, I mean, he was. I thought he was going to hurt his neck. Yeah, like when we got up back to, to leave, look around me. Yeah. And, Calm down, dude. It's a woman, Jesus. Yeah, and then um, and then even you know at the other. And not like they weren't talking to me and stuff, but just they were noticing. And um, I think had I been alone, I might have probably might have gotten some. Some of them might have talked to me, but yeah, you might have not that I was looking for that, of course. But yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but the first strip club that I ever went to was in San Antonio, Texas, and that was one thing I noticed. And I, I was dressed very differently, but that was one thing I noticed was how little attention I got. You know from guys yeah which, which made sense you're at a strip club like you know and i think it does make sense you're at a strip club and they're here to see boobs and get lap dances and stuff like that well a woman at a strip club also you got to figure a couple things one either she's there with a guy probably mm. or she's definitely not interested in dudes yeah it's going to be one or the other now the strip club that i dj'd at for a while did not allow single women to come in that's stupid it's really weird right yeah why i don't know i never i I never got it like a woman had to be it had to be like either a group of women or a woman with a guy but like a female could not come in there might have been for her safety to just avoid any possible conflict or any guys messing with her Mm -hmm. but like they were that was like a rule that they wouldn't let a woman in there by herself, a single woman alone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, at least we felt safe enough to, like, leave me sitting somewhere while you went to the bathroom at this place. Like, the security yeah. was insane. Yeah, there was a lot of security. Everywhere. And that's and there good. Was, there were a lot of women there, too. Like, you know. There were a lot of women in that place. It was not a, the dancers. Just. Right. It was a very, yeah, not the dancers this time. It was a very relaxed place. And then, you know, the time we went to... The first the the first time we went to the strip club that we went back to in Hawaii pre pandemic, mm-hmm. you know there was the guy there that started talking me up, yeah, right away, yeah, and then I was like, yeah, I'm here with, oh, I don't know if we were even married yet. The first time, yeah, yeah, we were married. Okay, pretty certain we were. Yeah. But so now I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think we were married, but you were like, I'm here with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. No, I definitely think if if I hadn't been there with you, you would have gotten somebody would have approached you. But mm-hmm. uh, it did. It was nice. Like if I needed to pee, I could just go pee. Yeah. And I knew you weren't gonna wasn't gonna come back and have to kill somebody <laughs> because they you know yeah were fucking with you. 
if anybody started messing with you and you even looked uncomfortable, I feel like they would have had a swarm of security on him in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, they got on that one dude right away with, you know, putting his jacket back on because he was out of dress code without it. Yeah, he had a sleeveless shirt on. They were everywhere. Security was everywhere. Oh, yeah, and all had earpieces in, like fucking Secret Service. Yeah, no, and that's how it should be. Absolutely. You know, you've got is. these beautiful naked women, like naked women, yeah. up there. You got a lot of drunk people. And other than like the money, you know, aggressively being thrown, like you said, um, I don't think, like, I felt like for the most, what I saw observed was respect, respectfulness, respectful behavior. Yeah. And the, there was just that, that group of guys at the other end. And I've seen this same guy. At every strip club mm-hmm. I've ever been to, where they're acting like they're not paying attention to the girl, you know, they're trying to act like they're too cool for this, and they just take the money and just like throw it like a little aggressively, but they look away when they do it. And I guess they think this is some alpha move because they saw it in some shitty movie, but that's beta bitch bullshit. I'm trying to decide, like, like as I sit there watching all of this I try, I'm trying to figure out like of course so it's it's whatever you believe it to be however you feel about it but is this degrading to women you know um cause I mean even us the, we appreciate the aesthetics of a woman and that's why we go to, to to these places and and then you know we get a little excited and home and have sex there's that aspect of it too but like we are still objectifying them you know there there that is happening Uh, yeah no doubt about it and is that okay but also she's taking advantage of that as she should so i don't know i just have a lot of uncertainty about if a woman is putting herself, like, intentionally putting herself on display to be objectified, I don't think it's wrong. Yeah. It's when, you know, a woman is your waitress at the Olive Garden, mm. and you're like, you know, you and your buddies are, like, elbowing each other going, man, I would love to take a bite out of that ass, you know, like, and being, like, shitty and, like, overly flirty and weird to her and objectifying a woman in that setting or any other business setting. Like, it's just, but- that's where I think objectifying is a negative yeah, behavior. Right. But to counter that a little bit, and I agree with you, but I wouldn't say that a guy being like that at a strip club where a woman is specifically putting herself out there to be objectified is still appropriate behavior. Well, I mean, that's not, but I mean, but so, that's, so that's what I mean. But what we do yes. what is, you know, technically objectifying. We're like, wow, there's a beautiful mm-hmm. woman. She's dancing. She's naked. Right. I just wanted to make the point that that's very sexy. That just because she's doing that and she is putting herself out there to be admired doesn't really make it right still for guys to behave that way around her. No, but I think that's that that's a, there's a difference though. Mm-hmm. Us admiring a woman and the attractiveness of a woman and uh, you know her like. First of all, the guts it takes to get up there and get naked. I don't think that's overly objectifying a woman, if we're going to get right down to it. I'm not sitting there going, wow, she's a good fuck toy. You know, like, that's objectifying. That's what I mean. Yeah. But what we do at a strip club is not objectifying. It's Mm -hmm. admiring beauty, which is not objectifying. You can look at anything and see the beauty in it. You're not objectifying it. Any person, anything, you know, it's it's not not objectifying someone in a negative way. It's just admiring the beauty in something. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think there's a difference between that yeah. and objectifying. We're like, oh, man, I'd love to, you know, Also, whatever. like, you know, making sure to give them plenty of money because they are doing something really hard up there. Yeah, it's the entertainment business, man. They're doing a... They're doing a lot of work, putting and on the, a show. And, and all the maintenance that has to go into that, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, themselves. and Yeah. You know, those waxes aren't free. No, yeah. they're not. Yeah, how much Windex do you think they go through? <laughs> cleaning that pole every time they go up there. That's a, and I never really noticed that before. I was like, is this a post-COVID thing? And I was like, oh, no, it's for grip. Oh, you, you never noticed them wiping the pole before? I don't remember that oh, as I've, much. I've definitely, that was pre-COVID. one of the first things that I ever noticed, yeah. I know, it's I so that they could like when we went to that place in New Orleans. That's they were all doing that. Okay, I guess yeah, just... and the only person that talked to me there was that one dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was um, and she even told me her real name and stuff. It was sweet. Um, you weren't sitting with me, yeah. so she came over and she started talking to me, and she was like, "Are you here with somebody? You know, you must really love women." And I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm here with my fiance." At that time, you were we weren't married. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, we would have had to be married because we got married so soon after getting to Hawaii. Um, I'm like, but yeah, we're just here because, you know, women are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun trip. Yeah. That was, that was a the, really fun trip. The, the That was our first strip club together. Yeah, that was our first trip yeah. club together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the several sins. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was. I was getting pretty discouraged after the first place, uh, mm-hmm. first strip club, rather than trying to find some place to go. And then we get there and we couldn't find a place to sit. Yeah, I was discouraged too. I was we like, sat, we sat in those seats, and the woman was like, "Oh, this is for bottle service only." Yeah, I was like, oh. which we had a feeling, but we were trying it anyway. Their bottle service is much more reasonable <laughs> than than uh, the box. I yeah, will say. and when we got in there, and like, I was like, "Fuck, we can't just turn around and leave." Like, we just spent fifty dollars to come in here between parking and the cover charges. And so finally, I was like, her hold my jacket, and I just like squeezed in at the bar and got us a couple drinks, and then rubbed up on some dudes while I was doing it, and <laughs> <laughs> not and intentionally. You almost gave that one old man a heart attack, I think. <laughs> um, no, it was it was it got better once we got seats and could sit and enjoy the show, and yeah, it was it was fun. Nice mm-hmm. place, really is. It uh, was, it was, yeah. It de- was. I definitely think going back, getting a bottle, and because the drinks are expensive, so I think if you if you're gonna have more than two or three drinks each, definitely need to go bottle. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I mean, if we have three or four people. Because if it's seventeen dollars a drink, fuck, they charge six dollars for the coke you got. Yeah. No tax though. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't add tax onto that. That was already figured into the price of the drink, as it fucking should be. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, but you're getting a dollar. <laughs> getting a dollar a drink. Yeah. Here. Well, I will say. uh they have different specials too. I saw there's some special deal they do where if you bring like a certain number of people and whatever, you get actually a complimentary bottle of like either kettle one or Belvedere vodka. Hmm. And then uh, there are other nights at certain times where all bottles are like 150 bucks. Like that's a good deal for a mm-hmm. bottle of liquor at a strip club. Yeah. That's definitely, I mean, I think it's like a Tuesday or some shit. Though. Yeah. Their happy hour food specials looked pretty good. Oh, I didn't, didn't look at any of those. All, you pointed them out to me. It said these are all five dollars. Oh like, yeah, one yeah, was yeah. like an eight ounce steak. I was like, oh what? yeah, that's right. I, mean, I didn't really look at what they were, but yeah, I did see that they had five dollar food specials from happy hour. It was like three to six or something. No, till eight p.m. Oh yeah, it was like three to eight p.m. Hmm. And 
and it was also on a thing in the in, over the urinals in the men's room, so I got to look at it a couple times during mm-hmm. the night. And but it it was like a steak. It's with the purchase of an adult beverage, mm-hmm. so you can go there and buy a beer and an eight dollar steak. You know, after it's probably not gonna be the after best. After you paid twenty dollars to get in, I wonder yeah. what time that. I wonder oh, if there's, the there's cup- no. There's either no cover or half co- half price cover before nine, I think. Oh well, then we definitely need to go back earlier. Yeah. That's so. That's the plan. So we go back earlier. It'll be good. We we'll get a good, a decent, safe parking space. Yeah. Ten dollars. Pay no, or it's probably half half cover. Like you don't want anybody just walking in off the street. Yeah, possibly. You know, but even still, get there like you know eight or nine o'clock. Find a place to be. Yep. Settle in. Mm-hmm. You know. Have your people, every the group you're going with, cause, and the air, the spaces that were um, the bottle reserve for bottle service, like they had little mini stages. Yeah, there, like yeah, they had a couple little stages. So like and, yeah, they there was still like there was a girl, girls dancing in all of those little areas. So yeah, uh, with poles. Yeah, yeah, it was a good it was a good spot. Definitely, we'll go back. Yeah. Definitely, we'll have to plan for an evening to mm-hmm. to go back with friends. And, mm-hmm partaken an evening of festivities at the penthouse club yeah man we, uh, we had a have talk into letting us do a podcast from the penthouse club hmm. talk to some of the girls and tell crazy stories yeah uh, you know that'd be cool like we'll buy a bottle mm. and uh you set us up a little reserved spot it's yeah. gonna be loud so it's gonna be you know the sound quality is gonna be a little rough because it's gonna be loud but we can talk to some of the girls, and that w- that would be a that would be a fun podcast. I'm betting producer Andrew would. I was thinking we should we should invite we want to go to we that should invite part time producer Andrew for that. <laughs> yeah, but look, man, we're gonna need somebody. We're gonna be busy drinking and talking, so we're gonna definitely need somebody to run. Yeah, and while you're at it, can you equipment. be our designated driver too? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You have a couple of drinks, but you gotta you gotta maintain and <laughs> lots of water, caffeine, and get us home. That's all you gotta do, buddy. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. But it's a good night. Yeah, good night. I enjoyed it, and we we were home late. We had the sex. Mm-hmm. It was brief. It was, but, but fun. It, it was late, so it was okay. Yeah, we had to make it quick. Um, and then to bed, and up, and off to brunch this morning, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here we are podcasting and. Having more drinks. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had a bad headache this morning. I should have drank. I didn't. I'm like, I didn't drink a ton yesterday. I only had a bottle of Prosecco, two beers, one or two glasses of wine before we left the house, and then a glass of wine when we went to the hotel, two Crown and Cokes at the, the first, first bar, first club, then a Crown and Coke, and then just straight Crown at the second one. I didn't drink that much. No. <laughs> Fucking lightweight. <laughs> If I had drank water, I would have felt better this morning. I just I should have drank more water. Yeah, bed. I should have had you get a big glass of water when we got to the house. And yep. Let you drink that. and You'd be good this morning, but still doing good now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Potting it up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, I, you know, I know what might help the strip club and potentially the porn industry in the future. Okay, what's that? You know, because they're always looking for new talent. It's, uh, you know, the, the potential for Roe versus Wade being overturned. All these, you know, mothers who can no longer 
procure single moms, man. That's procure what, abortions. That's the bread and butter, man. Uh, now I've been thinking a lot about this Roe versus Wade thing, and I think it's a stupid fucking argument. First of all, because of course I'm gonna row. Who wants to wade across a fucking body of water? Oh my god! I'm gonna row every goddamn time. Give me a boat, I'll row my ass across. I'm not wading across the the Chesapeake out here. God, stupid argument. Why is this a thing? It's a no-brainer, people. <laughs> Even single moms can figure that out, and they have dumb girl brains. Oh, my God. <laughs> dumb bitches. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Roe v. Wade overturning. It's, a, I guess, a thing all of a sudden. I mean, Very suddenly. Well, I mean, it's always been kind of talked about but now there's like the first evidence that actual effort has been put into it but it's only ever been talked about on a campaign trail have you noticed that no like it's always an election (laughs) season when it's brought up it's always don't vote for them they're going to take away your rights to you know Mm -hmm. women's rights to abortion or the other side don't vote for them they're going to be killing babies Mm -hmm. that's the only time this shit has ever been brought up in my lifetime is political arguments then all of a sudden it rears its head. I did. I don't pay that much attention to the news anymore because it's yeah. pretty pointless. And suddenly, it's this huge thing. But you are educated. Like you do know stuff that's going on. Like you know way more than I do that's going on, and that's not a good thing. I'm not proud of that. I need to make more of an effort to try to educate myself. It's just so hard to know like what the right sources of information are. And, you know, if I'm going to hear about anything, to be honest, and that's not to say this is what I do regularly because this doesn't happen, or if I'm I'm not paying, this isn't how I get my source of information, but, I mean, it is, but not intentionally, is if I'm, you know, usually if I'm on my work computer and I'm opening a new tab and the news pops up and I see something, I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. And that's how I found out about this, to be honest, I'm pretty sure, is I was at work and I was like, hmm, you know. A coworker of mine told me about it, my new... Uh, helper, he mentioned it to me and said, have you heard about this whole Roe v. Wade thing? I was like, yeah, dude, that's been a law for a long time. <laughs> that's not new. Well, I, I mean, pretty it, sure that's been a decided thing for years. He's it's like, crazy. He's like, like, no, no, the new thing about them overturning it. I was like, what? I know. I know how you've um, responded to that in the past, but like, this is the, this is the first publicized uh, uh, information, I guess, that shows intent. And of course, there's still things that, you know, anything could happen for sure. But it is, um, it's just interesting. And as a woman, I sit here and I'm like, is this about, uh, you know, is this about just holding the woman down, you know, telling me what I can and can't do with my body? And definitely, I mean, that's the way it should be. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't, I have trouble with just believing that and and maybe it is that I live in like a a fairy tale world I have you know I, I do think that it's a very emotional argument just let's all right let me back up for a second the whole abortion debate I think is an emotional argument 100 um, percent. and I think that that is where I think that that's where um, the intent really is, more so than we just have to keep women down. However, can I add something yes. to that? You're one hundred percent correct in, in that that assertion, I believe, because and both sides do it. 
Because at one side says they're just trying to take away your rights as a woman. The other side, they're just trying to kill babies. It's that extreme shit that 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 uh, elicits an emotional response from people. That's using that language is very intentional. However, um, and I I agree with you, but what I what I come what it comes back to with me is with this and I still don't know where I land on it and I know that there's been lots of jokes about this and maybe this would have never been a problem if it was that men had to have the babies (laughs) you know but like if it was about telling a man that he couldn't do that I don't think we'd be having this conversation and I guess so I do think that there might be some underlying or subconscious sexism with it you know and it is it is a way again I I think maybe it's just I'm a little bit of an optimist I think that it is a subconscious thing but it is a way to keep a woman in a certain place like it is well, because it's not a, if a man doesn't want to stick around for a baby and I mean to some extent a woman too but if a man doesn't want to stick around for a baby he doesn't he doesn't have to I will say this about Justice Alito. I think, I don't think he's sitting up there in his chamber at the Supreme Court's, you know, cloud city uh, with Lando Calrissian and the rest of the people that rule the world. I don't think he's sitting up there going, how can I keep women down today? What can I do to get these bitches in check? Like, that fucking waitress that at the, the IHOP last week had a little bit too much attitude with me because in this scenario in my head, Justice Alito eats at an IHOP. Um, on a regular basis she got a little bit too much attitude what can I do to keep women in check oh I know we can overturn Roe versus Wade like it's not that simple but that that does elicit an emotional response the thing you nailed it the the abortion debate elicits an emotional response from both sides you know oh they're killing babies oh they're taking away women's rights but I mean that's what it's designed to do it's designed to elicit emotional responses to fire up the base Mm-hmm. Politicians count on that shit. Politicians design these talking points and these, these, you know, sound bites that they can throw out there to rile people up. Yeah. No, I mean for sure. You know, so so I I I, I took the the women piece out of it. You know, and as I was kind of thinking about this and really wanting to educate myself more, you know, it's like I didn't know what. Um, you know, I know Roe versus Wade had to do with abortion and tried to uh, educate myself a little bit more on what that was and what this really meant, this overturning it, like how, why, what's the reason. So I read the, you know, the article um, in, on Politico and they actually have the, the, a copy of the draft opinion that you can look at. And it's 98 pages. I looked at about 35 of them. You just skimmed. It was tiny, tiny little letters but really just I I was like I wanted to just understand like what what is the argument here like why are they do why are they wanting to do this now or what is their argument about why uh, this should be overturned and um not you know abortion not be federally protected and I was actually kind of (laughs) surprised I have, have to say and then also uh just taken aback by some of the comments which I guess shouldn't be that big of a surprise, right? But, um, you know, so essentially the the argument is, and you probably knew this because you 
are smart and you like stuff like this. But the argument is that there's nowhere in the Constitution that this should be a protected right. That that's that's the argument. Yeah, and uh, and honestly, that I believe is a valid argument as far as you know what in the Constitution explicitly protects this as a right. Now, not saying there shouldn't be something in there, or there it, there shouldn't be a law that protects this, but all the Supreme Court ruled was originally was that the Constitution does protect this right. So. Yes, it's the fact that it's, uh, you know, it's the Constitution doesn't protect that as a right. That's what the argument is. But then as I started, like, going through the statement and looking at it, I, I just, it was interesting to me because although that's the argument, paragraphs upon paragraphs in this this paper, this draft, talk about how um, abortion is, you know, considered murder. And, and like so many places have considered it murder and but then it then the next thing it says is but that's not pertinent to this issue <laughs> <laughs> then why mention it yeah so the the other thing too is uh the, the statement that this other thing that he said was the, an inescapable conclusion is that a right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions on the contrary an unbroken tradition of prohibiting abortion on pain of criminal punishment persisted from the earliest days of the common law until 1973. <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah, I mean, that that right, quotes, right to abortion was not deeply rooted in nation's history and traditions, but a lot of things that we do aren't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and there's, also, not a, there's not a deeply rooted you know, foundation in our country for, you know, tweeting pictures of your asshole out, but there's nothing really saying you can't. Right. And, um, you know, you were talking about something that was drafted, you know, hundreds of years ago. Things have changed. Society has changed. The way that we treat people has changed. Yeah. Back then when, you know, George Washington knocked up one of the slaves, he didn't have a nice, clean doctor's office to go to to get that baby aborted. He just gave her a quick <laughs> punch to the gut and went on about his fucking day. You know? Things were a little different. Times have changed. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Maybe you know. there are some some things that should be handled uh, a little bit a little bit differently. And then the statement also does still talk about how so many states do consider, you know, abortion as destroying an, an unborn human being. But that doesn't matter. That's not important. That's not pertinent to what this <laughs> argument is, which is supposed to be that it's not a protected constitutional right, right? So there's all these like extraneous arguments that are based on whether you realize it or not, this emotion, you know? Well, and also you know, that, that whole deal about, you know, going into this long thing about it being considered murder and then, you know, but that's not pertinent here to this discussion. Mm -hmm. That's like if you and I were just trying to decide what to have for dinner and we were arguing whether or not pineapple belongs on pizza and finally you're like, you know what? It doesn't. End of story. It's a tropical fruit. It doesn't belong on pizza. So sushi, <laughs> that's what it equates to. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, if you, what, what the fuck was the purpose of all this bullshit if you're just going to try and make, well, that has nothing to do with what we're talking totally. about. Totally. Like, you know, and oh I, only, my I only looked at like a third of this thing. Um, since then, some other things I thought you would find amusing that, that I, uh, I didn't pull all of this out myself, but you know, it was in this Politico argument, but it says that, uh, 
Alito's draft opinion ventures even further into this racially sensitive territory by observing in a footnote that some early proponents of abortion rights also had unsavory views in favor of eugenics. I'll, it explains. Mm-hmm. The statement is, some such supporters have been motivated by a desire to suppress the size of the African-American population, Alito writes. It is beyond dispute that Roe has had that demographic effect. A highly disproportionate percentage of aborted fetuses are black. <laughs> okay. Um. So this is, uh, is this a way for us to... Um, ethnically cleanse or something is by allowing well, abortion to be <laughs> protected. Yeah, I mean, come on. Isn't that what what the, like, I don't, come on, Trump should definitely be behind this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, and that that is like an argument I've heard before, and it's once again, it really doesn't have anything to do with the constitutionality of this. It has absolutely nothing to do with the argument. It doesn't need to be brought up, period. Mm-hmm. There is some truth to it. The founder of Planned Parenthood, that was one of her things, was like, if we can get this in the black neighborhoods, it will help quell the black population. And like she was a basically a white supremacist and was mm-hmm. was all about stopping the growth of the population of black people. Sure, but how long and, ago was that? I don't know. It wasn't last week? I know. Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> that was um, a little bit, a little bit yeah, ago. Yeah, nobody was. Nobody was talking about in the last uh, couple weeks. But no, it just it doesn't have anything to do with this argument. Like mm-hmm. this, this is supposed to be on the constitutionality of abortion, whether or not the constitution explicitly protects abortion mm-hmm. yeah. or and it, it shouldn't even be that because the constitution doesn't give the government powers the constitution is made to limit the government's power mm-hmm. so basically um it's whether or not the constitution denies government the right to the federal government mm-hmm. the right to keep people from having an abortion that's more what the constitution. The constitution is like a list of you know negative rights, basically for the government. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can't fucking do: you cannot abridge free speech, freedom of religion, things like that. Uh, you know, shall not be infringed the right to bear arms. That's not every person has the right to own a gun. That's the government does not have the right to prevent you from owning a gun. Mm-hmm. The constitution is a set of negative rights for the government to keep them from imposing the will of a majority on the minority whatever that minority minority is you know whether it's a you know that's not necessarily a racial or a gender term just a big group and a smaller group that's all it is it's like there's certain things you can't fucking do does abortion fall under that anywhere in the constitution that is an interesting point um i think if there was a law passed a federal law saying that the states can't uh that the states can't ban abortion I don't think there's anything the state should be able to do to stop that because there's nothing in the Constitution saying the government can't forbid that. Mm-hmm. That is, to mm-hmm. me, a more valid argument. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's nothing in the Constitution that says this, that the federal government can't stop the states from banning abortion. Um, it does say that anything not covered in the Constitution is left up to the states. Mm-hmm. But, once again, the Constitution is a list of negative rights. There's nothing in the Constitution forbidding the states... You know, for, forbidding the federal government from imposing that law on the states. Mm-hmm. I think that's the angle that it should be looked at as. Yeah. I mean, can you write 98 pages on that without including bullshit, though? Oh, man, I would be, <laughs> I, I would be, I would be reaching so deep. I'd be talking about sh- crazy shit that has nothing to do with it. I'd be like, and in 1952, there was an alien sighting over, and there was a probe inserted in a man's ass, and he became pregnant. Now, should that baby have been aborted? Well, yeah. so here, so here, listen, let me, there's some other... 
amusing statements made. Uh, Alito also addresses concern about the impact the decision could have on public discourse. He says, we cannot allow our decisions to be affected by any extraneous influences such as concern about the public's reaction to our work. We do not pretend to know how our political system or society will respond to today's decision overruling Roe and Casey. And even if we could foresee what will happen, we would have no authority to let that knowledge influence our decision. Well, no shit. That should be that way on anything. <laughs> Public opinion is a horrible fucking barometer. No, for it. Oh, but um, I do think that it's important to attempt to predict outcomes of things. And this is just kind of saying we don't give a shit what the outcome would be. That's no. how that's how I interpret that. I was thinking more as like, you know, the like public opinion outcry what yep. that's going to be because that's, we don't we don't care that women are going to seek abortions no matter what no matter what the case you know what what the access to it is we don't care that this you know this is going to happen yeah yeah that's that's, that's how i interpret that okay, that's, how, that's, that's a, how that that's a little bit different interpretation i was just thinking he meant like you know celebrities are going to protest okay who fucking cares they protest yeah. everything did you hear about um oh he's 82 he was uh, in the show succession what's his fucking name uh old man anyway he glued his hand to a starbucks counter in New York City <laughs> to protest their upcharge for vegan milk. Oh my god. <laughs> this is a real fucking thing. Like this guy could be spending his, you know, twilight years spending time with his grandkids and his family and doing all these things. Nope. He's pestering the shit out of some poor fucking minimum wage barista at Starbucks. Can he not in. afford the upcharge? <laughs> yeah, right. And and I'm sorry, but the shit costs more to make. So uh-huh. it costs more. So what's Starbucks supposed to do? Just eat that fucking cost um i gotta find this actor blues hand to starbucks counter it's like the first thing that comes up i just want to show you who this is then we can move on james cromwell i can't see that oh i know that yeah he's been in a ton of things Mm -hmm. yeah james cromwell anyway that's yeah reminded me of that he was uh the prosecutor in the people versus larry flint Oh, wow, yeah. And he was in Six Feet Under and American Horror Story. Yeah, it's been a ton okay. of stuff. Back to this, though, because there's just a couple of things. Um, hey, if Alito can go off topic, so can I, goddammit. He's a Supreme Court justice. I should carry on. Okay. Um, <laughs> one passage argues that social attitudes toward out-of-wedlock pregnancies have changed drastically since the 1970s and that increased demand for adoption makes abortion less necessary. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm also like, are, have you seen how many kids are in the foster system? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Holy shit. And do you think that... Do you think that the rate of, you know, the, 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 that number of children who need homes is going to go up or down if you make abortion, you know, if you limit abortion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Allow the states to limit. Yeah, that's, that's fucking absurd. Um, also, once again, has zero to do with the constitutionality of mm-hmm. this. Zero. Nothing to do. This is 100% his opinion on the, the, what, how this would affect the world. Or how how he thinks the world would be different if they were to overturn this. Like, it has absolutely nothing to do with the constitutionality of this law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is fucking ridiculous. 
And then the last thing, Alito's draft opinion rejects the idea that abortion bans reflect the subjugation of women in American society. Women are not without electoral or political power, he writes. The percentage of women who register to vote and cast ballots is consistently higher than the percentage of men who do so. <laughs> Once again, who fucking cares? What does that have to do with anything? Mm -hmm. like nothing at all about that. I mean, other than... I guess he's saying that, you know, the, the women can should be able to impose their will politically on states that would be passing the laws, the abortion laws. That's that was one one interpretation or one way that I interpreted it. Um, another way is just be like, you know, bitches can vote. Yeah. We're not subjugating them. They can vote. Yeah, these hoes can vote. So, you know, so <laughs> what, are, what are we supposed to do? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm we also... let them drive. We let them vote. I mean, Jesus Christ, we let them have their own opinions. That's where the world went to shit, but you know that that's the way it is. So, what more does a bitch need? Mm. But um, I bought my wife a great new stove and a dishwasher. <laughs> she is spoiled as fuck. Don't tell me I'm not about women's rights. Yeah. Anyway, um, I hope that it doesn't happen. You know, I think that that would be a bad thing. <laughs> I do too, and I think. You know, I think the issue when you when you talk about what is actually the legal case here is is much more complicated. I do think, you know, them looking for something in the Constitution that grants this, you know, blanket amnesty for abortion. Well, that's not in the Constitution. That wasn't, you mm -hmm. know, but there's also nothing saying that the federal government can't mm -hmm. protect abortion, you know. Yeah, and, you know, I guess it's argued that it's... You, it falls within that innumerable rights of people. Yeah, and, you know... Of the, the people. And if it is up to the states, uh, you know, if the federal government doesn't pass a law and it is up to the states, then... I mean, those states that allow it, the population is going to be growing. The states that don't probably will be declining. But that was... Uh, do you mean? Do you mean because people are going to be relocating there, or because? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if okay, because like know. you could also argue that you know if they don't allow abortion, then the population is going to also increase. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> good point. I mean, I meant from moving, not not new mm -hmm. babies being born, but yeah, that that that, that could happen too. Um, you know, it was kind of a, a one of the visions I think when this country was founded was you have all these different states that can kind of run their own shit, other than mm -hmm. this here that the federal government will handle. The federal government will handle this. Mm -hmm. The states, you know, like. And I think they had that vision in their mind that there are more conservative states, there are more liberal states. You can live where, you know, what fits your lifestyle um, and what fits your personal point of view. I think that's a good thing. Um, I'm not saying, you know, Texas should be able to ban abortion across the board. But I do think, you know, Texas being a more conservative state and California being a more liberal state is a good thing. I think we need both of those. It, you know, helps kind of balance things out because basically both extremes, both, you know, and I say both extremes, I mean like the Republican and Democrat, they're both full of shit, but you know, they're both crazy. So we need this like balance mm -hmm. to kind of settle out in the middle and not let anybody get too crazy. And I think, you know, this, this push to overturn any state, like just go to a fucking state where you, you know, agree with the laws. You know, unless you're forced to live there, 
you know, people in the military that are signed. And even then, they can't vote in that fucking state anyway. So they can if they register to well, vote there. Well, they yeah, if they register as a residency. Yeah, but uh, still, like, most of them don't. I mean, if they're just, like, bouncing around. And, but unless you're forced to live there, there are other options. We it's you know, since you bring up the the fact of the military, I was actually reading some some information about in the military. This this really startled me that um, the percentage or the incidence of unplanned pregnancy among af- active duty women. So these are not the spouses um, of you know somebody who is in the military is fifty percent higher than the civilian side. That's, okay, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I figured it probably was higher, just from what I know. Um, but yeah, that that's a lot. And so I was actually reading some articles about how this could affect women in the military who could be stationed in places like you just said. Yeah. They don't want to be or that might have laws that, you know, um, do prohibit them from obtaining a safe, <laughs> hasty abortion <laughs> if necessary. Well, here's my thing. Can, or, uh, and this would something we have to look into. I, I don't I have no information on this, but do military any military facilities provide abortion services? I and, think they only do if it's medically necessary. Okay, I wasn't I, like I don't wasn't sure how that how that worked, you know, because in that case, if they did, then and that's something the federal government could do to kind of skirt around that problem. Is be like, all right, we'll start providing abortion services through the military hospitals, then. It doesn't matter what the state does. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like going on totally. on yep. a base and not having to pay state taxes and mm-hmm. things like that, you know? Yeah. Um, they could be like, go yeah, fuck I, yourself. I don't, I don't think they do it unless it's medically necessary. And from what I was reading, TRICARE also doesn't pay for abortions. At yeah. some point they didn't, but that's it's because there is the law that there's, you know, federal money cannot be used to pay for abortions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, so I'm instead, just, you know, that we'll just keep paying the taxes to um, support growing families within the military. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if you used your government money to buy a coat hanger? You Babe, could, don't would that be right. violating the law? Would that be violating federal law? <laughs> I think if you fill out the right paperwork, it'll be okay. Okay. Okay, good. Um, but no, but it is really scary. And I think, like, I understand the constitutionality a bit, but I do think that because of the potential consequences of this, that there sh- maybe should be some some federal protection or input. And that's just my personal opinion, and maybe that's a little bit emotionally based, but... No more so than Alito's opinions on here. Most of Seriously. that shit was emotionally based. Yeah. Good God. Um, I will say this, I think... I, Think, every time I think of abortion, I think of two different comedians. One was Joe Rogan, where he said, if men had abortions, if men had to have an abortion, it would be an app on your phone. Totally. And, and you know, we mentioned I mentioned that a little bit ago, where yeah. that's, that's what makes me think that even if it's not at the top of the mind, at the forefront of the mind, that there is some underlying sexism or un, some subconscious sexism. Because if it was a man that had to, that would this affected? Mm-hmm. The way that it does affect a woman, I I don't think we'd be having the conversation. I do think that that's that's true. Well, like my views on like I'm very against abortion. I will never have one. I never will. Mm-hmm. Um, what anybody else does isn't any of my fucking business. But mm-hmm. I won't personally have one, so I refuse. So you better pull out, woman, or I'm going to start squirting mm-hmm. out babies. <laughs> oh, the other joke was uh, 
Mark Norman talking about abortion. Abortions, oh yeah, I love it. I've got a punch card. One more and I get the next one free. <laughs> Jesus. It was great though. It was funny, funny jokes and but it very is, pro-choice comedians. You know, it is it's just the whole thing. This whole thing is just... Uh, trying to think of a different word from interesting, but very thought Multifaceted, I think, yeah. is, a, is a good way to look at it. There's so many different angles and different ways to look at this and all you ever hear is the like emotionally based talking points Mm -hmm. like you don't people don't typically look at this truly objectively and Mm -hmm. and really look at all the nuances of an issue like this you just hear that whatever they can scream the loudest that fits into a certain amount of time for a soundbite like that's what people are trained to repeat and they parrot that over and over and over Now, you had a theory about this. I did. And my theory is just, um, I'm not saying that nobody should pay attention to this. Nobody should care. But the timing of it is suspicious to me. Um, Why right now is this all of a sudden coming out when the economy is kind of shitty? Not kind of shitty, really shitty. Inflation is higher than it's been in decades. We're facing... A lot of problems. The workforce is just not there. Nobody wants to work right now. It's it's really weird. Yeah. Every industry needs people right now. Every single industry. Uh, you know, I work in construction, and every construction company needs people. And they're and I've heard their argument. Well, people are just moving to other jobs. Well, what other job is not looking for people right now? Mm-hmm. From doctors and neurosurgeons and physicists to fucking janitors. Every industry needs people right now. Is having a hard time finding people, other than OnlyFans. Maybe those guys are pretty pretty well locked down. They've got a good a good base of employees, but you know, there's there's a few things that are definitely not causing this massive shift in, in labor. But a lot of people just aren't working, and it doesn't. It, I don't understand it. Um, so all these things going on, and why is this all of a sudden dominating the news? What are they trying to distract us from, other than the obvious that you know, hey, the world's shit, but here, stay pissed off about this. Mm. They're going to throw it out there in the news. You know, how did this get leaked? Nothing ever gets leaked from the fucking Supreme Court. But mysteriously, this did. And But it could be that this, it could all be a legitimate And, and I think it is, but I think the, thing. The, the like intense focus on it right now is definitely to kind of draw our attention away from. Maybe, but. Even and if, it grabs headlines, too. If there, even if it wasn't. Even if there wasn't something to draw our attention away from, like, I, this is this is a big deal. It is important, no doubt about it. Um, it just, the number of people it affects versus inflation and unemployment rate is, it's, you know, drastically skewed. <laughs> and for this to get all the attention and nobody give a shit that, our, you know, our economy is going down the crapper. People just... They don't pay attention to that stuff. They're like, all uh, Joe. I can't even think of his last name. Starts with a P from the Matrix. The guy that was like, "I know it's not real, but this steak is delicious." Mm-hmm. And that's the way the that's the way society mm-hmm. is. They don't like. They know they're living in the Matrix. They know none of it's real. They know it's all bullshit. They don't want to be concerned about real issues. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not saying this is, isn't a real issue. Please don't misunderstand that. But people get upset about dumb shit like cancel culture stuff you know mm-hmm. like, like oh my god somebody had a tweet years ago that if their son you know uh what's his name uh kevin hart had a tweet 15 years ago that if his son was gay it punched him in the face and it was a joke but i'm gonna be mad about it now mm-hmm. 
you know, the inflation's over 8% for the first time in 30 years and um, unemployment rates are going up and people don't seem to be going back to work. Our national debt is 30 trillion fucking dollars. It's, you know, more than our GDP is at this point. We can't tax our way out of this problem. We're just completely fucked. Uh, I don't care. Did you see what Kevin Hart said 15 years ago? Like, this manufactured drama and these, these things mm-hmm. that, that initiate an emotional response are what they want us to be yeah. focused on. The media, well, totally. the government, everybody. It's always been, like, I've always believed that the, you know, government or whoever is fine with us staying stupid and uninformed and, um, you know, definitely uses this pop culture to assist with that because then people don't know what's going on and people don't pay attention and don't do anything about things um it's idiocracy man yep and they all want us to believe that they're the the politicians all want us to believe that they're on our side best example of that and people i'll still hear people defend bernie sanders like oh he's the only one that if he was really the only one that wanted something to change the second he lost the Democratic primary and was cheated out of it, he wouldn't have turned around and endorsed Hillary Clinton. Yeah. After he sat there and bashed her and had to talk about what a despicable person she was on the campaign trail for months, and then the second she won, being like, I support Hillary and you should... T-. No. He should be like, no, fuck this bitch. She cheated. Because like mm-hmm. the DNC made sure Hillary won that mm-hmm. over Bernie Sanders because he had the momentum and all the shit came out not long after that primary, the Democratic primary, that Bernie was cheated. If he was really a man of principle and really gave a shit about people, he would not have just thrown his support behind Hillary yeah. Clinton. Like, it's all bullshit. It's all smoke and mirrors. The government is there to protect the government. Period. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't give a shit about any of us. But I think I found the perfect ridiculousness <laughs> to take us out on this uh, podcast it fits so well with so many things we talked. We talked about strippers. Mm-hmm. We talked about you know sex shows. We talked about sex stuff. We've talked about abortion. Mm-hmm. We've talked about. Uh, well, I mean, come on, who doesn't get moist thinking of Bernie Sanders? I mean, <laughs> so I've got a clip here. This is we played this on the High Comedy Pod, but we've never played it here. This is the late, now late, great Gilbert Godfrey. this ring 
uh, ladies and gentlemen, the late great Gilbert Godfrey. Mm-hmm. Rest in really, peace. I was really bummed when he died. Like, he wasn't that old. Everybody was, dies, you know. I know, but he was only like sixty-seven. It was just, I don't know. He was so funny and like as as loud and obnoxious and uh, like uh, crazy as he was. Everybody talked about what a sweet guy mm-hmm, he was. Mm-hmm. He was legitimately one of the most caring, quiet, subdued individuals you've ever yeah. met. Which is just so opposite of everything, you know. And the whole the clip I played you where you're talking about Joan Rivers' vagina. Yeah. That is the most off the walls, insane, funny shit <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Go look this up. Uh, go to YouTube and look up Joan Rivers' vagina, Gilbert Godfrey, Gilbert Godfrey, Joan Rivers' vagina. And it's all on, on the roast of Joan Rivers. Funniest shit I've ever heard, and I loved it. Um, the the creativity that it took to come up with that whole <laughs> long spiel because it's long, and yeah. he just goes on and on telling the story about when he was a young man and got to fuck Joan Rivers <laughs> for the first time, and he had fucked dozens and dozens of Joan Rivers impersonators <laughs> before. Stop telling it, babe. Uh, People just, are gonna go listen to oh, it's, it. It's so good. Take the punchline. Oh no it. That's the warm up. It gets so graphic, <laughs> fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. His uh, different phrases for the male genitalia mm-hmm. in that are brilliant. I don't know how he did it. He was rest in peace, Gilbert. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so here's to the goddess <laughs> <laughs> or the penthouse club, whatever. Too far away. Ching. Mm-hmm. And next week, male review, girls' and night out. No, you're gonna have a your first experience at a male strip club. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting. I'm, I think it's I'm, more like a show. It's not like a strip well, club. Male strip show. Is it a bar? Okay. So I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see lots of alcohol in your future. I mean, when is that not ever the case? Yeah, good point. <laughs> I love you, Jean. I love you too, baby. Uh, join us next week. It's the Adulting Under the Influence podcast. Uh, hit subscribe. Go on wherever you're listening. If it's Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Audible, subscribe to the podcast. Rate us. On Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. give us those five stars or whatever Apple does. Yeah. Um, uh, AUIPod on Instagram. Yeah, and also email us, AUIPodJJ at gmail.com. Also, if you want, like, advice, that's a that's something, you know, we've gotten a few emails and, and DMs and stuff on Instagram, people asking advice, life, relationships, things like that. We're, we're talking about starting to answer some of those uh, emails and DMs we've had. Because at first we were just like, we'd send a little reply like, why the fuck are you asking us? You know we're always like drinking and pretty much retarded. So, but well, you know what? Let's let's answer these. I think we're, we're not that insane. We're not that dumb. So I think we can, we can really think of some solid advice. So if you have questions, have an issue in your life, let us know. We'll help you out. Yep. We'll see you next time. I'm Jason. I'm Jean. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.